When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of Coppin Frackers. And welcome to a brand new episode of Poppin' Fracker. I'm your host, Fahi, hosting on the main Coppin' pod for the first time in Lord knows how long. And I'm joined by three veterans of the cast. They all started alongside me when we first started this podcast, I'm pretty sure. Peter, you were there at the start as well, weren't you? No, I wasn't. You, all right, you came a few months afterwards. Yeah, so, yeah. All right, but I'm going to introduce you first, as you've spoken. Peter, one half of the Cramp Twins. What's going on? I've been hearing you've been getting spicy on my name, so I had to come back and see what you say live and direct. Yeah, man. I'm all good, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm always here, you know. I'm always live on, on, on the pod, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Most weeks, you know. I was waiting for a tweet this week, you know. Oh, that Kelly decision was so bad. What a disgrace. <laughs> but, but you did it. So, you know, hey, maybe we're in your head. So, hey. Uh, 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 cool, man. We'll, we'll, we'll see how we go. And all I'm going to say is the streets are saying when I'm usually on a pod, you don't say shit. But we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens today. We'll see what happens today. Yeah. <laughs> Mushbai, how are you, sir? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Interesting times ahead, man. We're we're in we're in business time. So yeah, I'm good, bro. How are you? So I'm gonna say, you know, your Touchline FC's main playmaker. Um, obviously, I can't confirm. I've not seen. How, how did you do this weekend? You know, it, it was what it was. We had a speaking for for all his for all his sins. Peter had to go in goal, but he um he produced he produced something impressive. You know, so um yeah, no, it was all right, man. Just cheeky. You know, the game was tight. Someone had to produce some quality to get that first assist. Whoever it was, thank goodness he was playing in the team. And so um, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. If you're a goalkeeper and you 
fancy going and go on a Saturday. Please, please follow Pat, man. <laughs> Yo, we, listen, we, listen. These we, guys are starving. We've we got are. about six podcasts. We we stream out to thousands of people <laughs> per week, and they are begging for a goalkeeper on Saturday morning. Listen, Dan Kings has been in goal. Stevie's been in goal. I've been in goal. Always been in goal. Like, this is bad. Like, this is really fucking bad. So, yeah, it's needed, but yeah. So, yeah, if you are a goalkeeper and you're willing to play on Saturdays, please get in contact with the Touchline account. Um, yeah, because they're dying. They are dying for a keeper right now. These brothers are starving. It's a bit mad. Um, <laughs> and finally, finally, we've got someone on the pod who... This is reminding me, like, it's like a wrestling moment, yeah? You know, like, before WrestleMania comes around, yeah, yeah. the big boys come back, and then The Rock comes back out of nowhere. You're like, oh, shit, oh, shit, The Rock is here. Yo, big Glam is back on the pod. How are you doing, sir? What's going on, people? Hey, nice nice introduction, nice introduction. I like it, I like it. I need, oh, some, background music. I need some background music, though, because I'm a huge <laughs> Rock fan. But, yeah, no, thanks, man. I mean, I've, I've missed it. I can't lie, I've missed it, man, but, you know, Life, life has its challenges, but you know what I'm here. I'm here, ready to rock and roll, man. You're here, ready to ready to rumble, ready to rock and roll. Um, before we get going with the pod, there's a few plugs I need to make. So I've already spoke about Touchline FC. That's something completely different. That's on a Saturday. Saturday, but there's something else we do now called Touchline Fives. So all the pods have their own five-a-side team. Um, on Sunday in Shoreditch, it was Muga versus Chessie Hour. Mariah was there. Um, Dan Soft was there coaching their teams. Um, if you want to get involved for Cop End, if you want to get involved for any of the other teams, we also have a rest of the world team. So if, if you guys don't support one of the main podcasts um, or one of the main teams from the podcast and you, you're like a West Ham fan, for example, um, please get in contact if you want to if you want to start playing. There's a there's a schedule of games already kind of planned out. So, yeah, get in contact with um, the relevant account, just get in contact with the Touchline account if you want to get playing. Um, that's really cool. And then obviously the other thing we're going to plug is the Patreon channel for Cop End. Brand new content constantly coming out. We've got three pieces coming out this week. Those two pieces came out last week. It's just non-stop. So if you want constant LFC content just on your feed, then, then sign up to Cop End today from £3 a month. Um, it's patreon.com forward slash Cop and Fracker. You'll find everyone from the cast on there. So that's all the plugs done. Um, it's time to get cracking. Before we get on to actual Liverpool chat, um, I think we have to definitely speak about AFCON. We need to speak about Salah versus Mane uh, Sunday, 7pm. Um, certain faves versus another certain fave. So, Glam, I'll come to you. Uh, of, what were you expecting from that game? What were your predictions? Um, who were you predicting to win the actual tournament beforehand? Um, I thought Cameroon, not from the start, but from probably the first three games. Um, I thought Cameroon looked strong. Um, Jonesy, actually, Guinea started good as well, can't lie. Um, but um, yeah, I thought Cameroon would win it, to be honest with you. Okay, and then was it Salah versus Mane? What were you thinking? Where did you think it was going to go? Um, I thought Senegal would actually win in normal time. Um, I was hoping for both of them to score and, you know, Mane probably to lift it, I think. I, I, before I was here, I thought Salah had won it, but Egypt had won it, but Salah didn't actually win it. He yeah. wasn't in the team yet. So, um, yeah, I was, it was 50 50, but Marnie's Marnie swaying my guy. So I'm glad he won it, but someone had to lose, isn't it, man? Someone, someone had, to, had lose. to lose. You're right, you're right. Mush, you're you're quite pro Salah. Um, I, I, I know people have been reaching out to you every time Egypt lost the game. 
So pe- people were thinking you're you're part Egyptian, I'm guessing, or maybe you're just a bit of racism. Um, I, I, either way, what were you thinking of the game? Did you watch the game? Because boy, I watched the game and I was falling asleep, man. Egypt are big criminals. <laughs> what were you thinking? Yeah, bro. I mean, the first part I need to address. I'm not pro Salah. I'm just brown in it. So that that that's <laughs> the only criteria I meet when it comes to Mohamed Salah. <laughs> but um, but no, it's uh, oh, listen. When it comes to Mane, we're talking about one of my favourite, probably ever Liverpool players. So I'm so happy that he got the win as he did. I think you're right, bro. It wasn't a crap game because Senegal were crap. Senegal were actually good. Good build-up, had players competent in lots of positions. Saar was playing well. They played well through midfield. Koulibaly was a great passer of the ball out the back. They were a perfectly competent team that you would want to display on the international stage. The opposition were basically approaching it like, you know, when a League Two side draw a Premier League side in an FA Cup game and just hold on for dear life. Honestly, when I was watching how they were hoping to score, Salah was basically running 60 yards to try and maybe pick up the ball, have to beat three or four players, then beat one of the best keepers in the world. It was it was hilarious that they even got there. So to be honest, bro, my, my expectations were, were realistic. Um, Senegal were the kind of team that, like Glam said, with Cameroon, with Ivory Coast, with Nigeria, I was expecting as one of the favourites. They're the highest ranked team. I think it's 20th in the world. And Egypt just had no business even getting out the group. So uh, we probably could have seen Mo for a, a, one more game. But apart from that, I have no feelings towards that shocking Egypt team compared to a lot of the good ones in the past. Bruv, they, they were disgusting, man. They, that is not the way to play football. It just reminded me of Greece in the Euros back in Stink, 08. Stinking it, isn't it? Bruv, disgusting, <laughs> disgusting. Uh, Peter, um, what were you thinking of the game? Um, and also, I want to come to you and, and discuss penalty routines and where you would place your best penalty taker. Um, yeah, just thinking about the tournament, I watched quite a lot of the games, you know, because... <laughs> I'm only working from home, so generally I'd be like at home watching the games because they normally come at like one one o'clock. The group, the group stage games will come at like one, three o'clock, and, and you know that Egypt team was reminding me a lot of like Portugal in um, the Euros when they won it, um, Euro 2016. In terms of just being like kind of not even organized to it to an extent, but just having a kind of defense that's not a team that's resilient. Pete, they weren't even organized; they just weren't going forward. That that was it. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, I think resilient is probably the word. So in terms of just, they know how to navigate game states in terms of if they're under the cosh, literally, they just always seem how to get out of it. Like, and just relying on Mohamed Salah's star power in the same way Portugal would rely on Ronaldo's star power. So yeah. Shout out, we... shout out Gabaski though. Sick, sick tournament. Yo, good, yo, good, good keeper. Yeah, yeah, he played well. He got a groin injury in like the quarterfinals. <laughs> so he's, he was playing with a groin injury all the way throughout. So yeah, mad madness. But um, you know, I think both teams weren't really impressive. So I think Senegal wasn't really impressive as well, especially in the group stage and that. Like they were really struggling. Um, I think Saar injects more quality into their team, but generally they, they were really struggling. So I said to the game to kind of go to penalties and probably Egypt probably scraped through um, and went on penalties, but it didn't. And um, yeah, I was kind of conflicted of who I wanted to win in terms of like one hand, you have obviously Senegal winning it for the first time ever and Mane it mean a lot to them. But then <clears throat> the selfish part of me wants, I need Salah to get all the individual accolades that he can possibly get. Yeah. <laughs> so him winning that, him winning um, 
what's it called the African Cup Nations. It just adds to he's already that guy. He's probably going to get the season. So you know, most likely he's probably going to get a PFA Player of the Year this season. Maybe top scorer. Blah blah blah. So now it's conflicted, and the penalty thing is, is nonsense. Like Egypt have already won three penalty shootouts. So you can't tell me that's a bad way to approach a penalty shootout. They've already won it three times already. You know what I'm saying? I always think you put your best um, first and last. Like So your best two penalty takers, whatever way you want to put it, you put your best one first and your best one last. And you'd hope that you can get through because they're second and third, whatever. So that's how I would do it. But yeah, they've already won two, three penalty shootouts. So by saying, oh, when they, when they lose the fourth one, it's, oh, it's a rubbish penalty order. Bullshit, like bullshit. You, you, you I've got to say, though, sorry, Foggy, I've got to say, I'm actually in the opposite place to beat. I, I think, personally, the best penalty taker should take the third. Reason being is that normally in the third penalty, by the third penalty, you kind of know where the penalty shootout is headed. So it's almost like if you score the third one and pile the pressure on the opposition, whatever in the, happens in the last two happens. But we saw what the first time I saw it properly was Ronaldo. What was it? 2010 with Madrid was it against was it was it I can't remember the opposition I'd be lying but it was in the Champions League game and he didn't get to take the fifth one so it's nothing to do with Salah's quality that clutch penalty might be the third one you get what I mean and, and oh, more what, often push, like into most penalty shootouts though like um the third one doesn't necessarily doesn't mean anything like they could like you could all I score, like, can, can I ask a question though you know what I'm saying can you four four can you change the order during a penalty shootout? I don't know what the rules are. Do you have to nah, submit? You can't. I think once what? it's set, it's set. I'm pretty certain. Is it? Is it you submit an order or? Glam, you're on. You're on mute, by the way, Glam. Yeah, no. Yeah, sorry, Glam. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I think it's set. I think it's set. I asked that question as well. But if oh, you look, okay. at, if you look at history, no one very rarely says, "You know what? Oh, we, we missed the penalty now. Let's send up such yeah, and such." Yeah. I think I think it's structured, so I don't think you can. Yeah, I actually don't know the rules for that. Fair enough. Well, I'll, be, I'll, I'll, be real, I'll be real, man. It's, it's, it's a tragedy that you've gone to a final and you haven't taken a pen. But at the same time, he, he's fifth penalty taker for Liverpool as well. I watched our last two shootouts and he went in the exact same order. He was fifth. Mm-hmm. I remember, was it the League Cup that Genie missed? Genie missed a penalty second. And Salah was fifth, scored his one. And another shootout, he was fifth again and he scored. So he, he's actually our fifth penalty taker as well. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in the camp of similar to Mush, but I, I would go first and fourth because usually by the fourth pen, it sometimes games, are, the, the result is usually decided. So you obviously want your, your best one taking it first. And to me, I'd go with fourth. Um, fifth, even then, it, I don't think it makes too much of a difference. And what's funny is Mane was fifth for Senegal, right? Yeah, exactly. So what's the discussion like? Yeah. It works perfectly because then you want your best player to kind of have that pressure, and money ends up smacking it in. So yeah, it works nah, perfectly for Senegal. It's, it's that's what, that's yeah. why I did that tweet the other day that when the final happened about the whole narrative was about Salah's Salah's selfish, Salah's obsessed with headlines because he wanted to take the fifth one. Money did the same. Money did the same thing. So what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so stupid, man. But it don't I, make no sense. I, I feel like it revealed, it was weird. It was weird, genuinely, because it revealed, I don't know if it's just how good Mo Salah is at the moment, but there's some weird, like, anti-Salah, like, hatred that, I'm not saying we shouldn't hate on players. I hate on Man United players, Chelsea players, whatever. But I don't know why the failure of one Liverpool player 
means more than another Liverpool player. I get it if it's some yeah. other club, but it's yeah. like strange, man. Yeah, it's I don't know. It revealed a lot that how how much Salah must be playing on people's minds at the moment, man. So let, 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 let's go back to the winner in, in, in this situation. Sadio Mane, so happy for him, man. Sorry, quickly, do you know what I was thinking? You know when people hate on Stella? I just thought, okay, he won like the four probably best five players in the league. So I thought Salah, De Bruyne, Van Dijk, Kante. And like, all of these guys get hate. Like, everyone says that De Bruyne is finished, whatever. Everyone says that Van Dijk is finished. People say Kante is not the same. Oh, Kante. Think about it. All these five guys get hate. Like add Trent, add Trent there hate. as well. Oh. Trent gets the same. Yeah. So it's funny because the people, the people, the people that the players that people would say are like the most, the probably the best in the Premier League get so much hate. And you have like a man just like I don't know, standing like I don't know who, like standing like I don't know Bernardo Silva. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like okay, you can stand Bernardo Silva, but. You say Salah's not good. You say De Bruyne's not good. You say all these people are not like it doesn't make sense. So yeah, it's just funny. I think when you're in that higher echelon, it's that you get they get so much accolades. People just need to bring them down because it annoys them so much. Yeah, yeah. I but think I people always want people always want to bring down the top dog, innit? Yeah, oh, yeah. He ain't as good as you guys think. See, look at this. And everyone loves an underdog story, right? So once yeah. an underdog becomes a top dog, you're like, nah, nah, that's not right. <laughs> nah, come back down to earth, mate. Come back down to earth. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Sadio Mane. Uh, first time Senegal won it. Love I'm it. not gonna lie, Brilliant. I was ca- I was Brilliant. catching it when he when he was when he was going up for the fifth penalty after what happened, you know, on the third minute of the game and just his performance after that miss. I was like, fucking hell! If you miss this penalty again, <laughs> you are coming back to Liverpool a broken man. And Glam, Glam was like, nah, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. I was thinking, nah, yeah. this guy's got to be finished. Man. Glam, talk to me. Nah, do you know what? I, I'm, I'm not even going to lie, yeah? That penalty was shocking. The, the penalty was... Like, he, 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 just, he just hit it and in hope and he's straight at the keeper. But what, what I like about it, I'm not going to lie, but when the penalty shooter came out and he stepped up, he was his face was just focused. <laughs> and then the run-up, it wasn't in a like, run-up where he went, drawed back or went, it was a straight, wrestled with bit bang. I loved it, loved it, I loved it. But what I will say is, obviously... um. Now it's come out. The keepers obviously uh, this is it revealed the conversation that Mo Salah was having with the goalkeeper. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of it. Salah so turned snitch. Yeah, Salah yeah, yeah. So he's like, snitch. obviously, oh, what way he's gonna go to the right? He's coming, and obviously, <laughs> um, um, Marlon's come up and goes, "I'm gonna go to the left," and then Salah's like, "Yeah, we'll see." And the fact that he missed, I'm busting up. I'm busting up. <laughs> I'm busting up. Man, they they both wanted to win badly, but I I honestly think Senegal really really needed that trophy, man. Like, yeah, they, they did. So, they did. They I came so close before. Yeah, we look at the reaction in the homeland, and obviously everything going on. Marley sleeping in the bed with a trophy. Um, I think the celebration was quite weird. I think I don't know why they had to go up to the presidency and everything. Uh, what happened there? Because I, I missed yeah, that. I was yeah. like, what's going on? It threw me off. It threw me completely. I think it threw off the players as well. No one yeah. knew that was happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now if you look at the name, I think now it's growing. I know FIFA are trying to get involved. Um, I'm for it and I'm not for it, but it would be great for the exposure. But at the same time, if they can keep it in-house, then so be it. But yeah, no, man, I'm saying, but I just have to say, the quality of the games though, were poor, though. Let's be honest. It, it, it was poor and it was boring. But um, eventually, you know, getting to the final, that's what you want to be. But yeah, I, I think it needs something to revamp it, though, to get it really up to it. 
the conditions, man, it's just, it's just, it's annoying. I feel like they're just putting it in countries where, like, they need to check the conditions of the pitches and some of that first. Like, they really need to put it in places where the pitches are up to, like, a good standard. Because even if you're a top footballer, it's so hard to play on pitches like that. Whether the weather also, those yeah. conditions as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, you're not putting the players in the best conditions, like, to, to play. So, yeah, I think that's... Yeah, it's, to, yeah, it's tough. They need sponsors and that. But they need to bring some of them referees to the Prem. Oh, my God. Some of them referees, man. They are militant. Yeah, the guy, the guy in the final was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he was pushing man about. He didn't care. He did not care. We we need to say something on on our guy Sadio though, man. Yeah, I think the nicest thing about Sadio winning is we've. I, I don't know how many people know about this stuff, but like for example, I know some people near the community in Liverpool yes. where he goes to pray, like Jamal and stuff, and yeah. like um, Mane's renowned for like clay. Like when he comes to Juma, he sweeps up the entire mosque at the end at times and all the things he's been doing his whole life, not just now that he's winning. He's been doing all of those, the schools, the hospitals, giving people opportunities. Like it's an amazing, amazing story. And and like this is the perfect like crowning chapter in it. So and and it can't happen to a nicer human being, man. Like, what what footballer do you ever see? talk about Mane and his attitude. I remember even when Abdul Manem, their right back, like Mane tried to dive to get a free kick or something and he was screaming in Mane's face and Mane just held his knee, said sorry and stood up. I was like, <laughs> the, the integrity of the man is just yeah. like unquestionable, man. And, and, and hopefully, we all know like for Liverpool, he's, he's still amazing, but the level, which is just, was an incredible level, has dropped a little bit. So I hope that, like this felt like a moment where he felt on top of the world again after maybe just falling down. I mean, there's no shame in becoming the like 10th best player in the world or whatever, but just for him to feel like he is the king of the planet for just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a few uh, weeks. yeah. From a selfish point of view, I think this was the best case scenario for us. I, I think Sal- Salah being angry and Mane being jubilant is probably the best way for us because Mane is going to have a pep in his step now, right? He's yeah. only feeling himself again, and and Mane when he's when he's when he's feeling himself, he's much better on the pitch. And Salah when he's got a point to prove, is much better on the pitch. So obviously, don't want to always bring it back to Liverpool, even though it's a Liverpool podcast. But yeah, I think this international situation, Afon going to Senegal, is probably the best case scenario for Liverpool. Agree, agree, agree. And even on there, what Mosh said about Salah as a, um, I mean, sorry, Mane as a. Um, a player and a person like his contribution like is silly and he's loads of quotes he says oh I don't need flash card I don't need this and it's just it's really nice story that you know I mean, this man is one of the best players in the world very wealthy um you know could easily have an ego do you know what I mean he's top I mean one of the top players around and the fact that he does so much for the community I think he's even flew over some fans to the final as well did, yeah yeah it's, it's 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 brilliant man it's brilliant and I'm glad he's at the club yeah, and to add to that story, there's a story I read today. Again, it came out from a journal, and he was saying that when Mane was being um, treated for concussion in the hospital, there was a boy um, that needed surgery, but the family couldn't pay for it. And Mane was like, "No yeah, way, I'll, I'll cover." No it. way. So um, it's it's me. just those little things, man. It's just a little, just True. helping people. I'm, I, I love hearing these stories. I know other footballers do it as well, but obviously, yeah. when you get the opportunity to hear these stories, you've got to praise the. You got to praise the footballer, so got to praise Mane for that. Um, yeah, love it, love it. Yeah. Happy he won Afcon as well. Um, going back to Liverpool before the Afcon game, there, there was a game against Cardiff where 
a, a certain Colombian made his debut and a young 18-year-old made his comeback. Um, Peter, talk to me about Luis Diash. I'm going to pronounce his name as Diash, man. I'm not going to say it with a Z. I'm going to try and pronounce it how the South Americans pronounce it. Um, what did you make of his 30-minute cameo? You're feeling spicy today, isn't it? Oh, I'm feeling spicy, man. Push <laughs> ain't here. I, 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 I'm, I'm controlling the pods. I, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. You, you, what, you had a tortilla or something? Bro, I had peri-peri chicken. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, no, I think um, that match, um, yeah, it was, it's, it's a, I think it's a funny one because it's like we saw kind of a strong lineup um, in terms of having quite a strong team, maybe only like Shimkas, um, Kate and uh, Minamino, but all the rest are probably strong. Um, and then obviously, like when I looked at the bench, I looked at the bench, our bench looked quite strong. Mm. So like when I seen Thiago, I saw Diaz, I saw Elliot, I'm like, rah, like we got, like we actually got some options. Like, because normally our team is kind of like, it's always depleted by injuries. But then obviously when you see like the likes of Diaz, you see the likes of Elliot, um, it did really excite me. So I thought, especially when um, Diaz and Elliot came on um, after we scored that first goal, I felt like they added some fresh injection to the team. I felt like we started moving the ball faster. Um, Diaz looked like a live wire. Um, like when he got the ball, he looked to kind of go forward. Um, he looked to kind of, you know what I'm saying, quicken the pace. And I think that kind of cameo was like a great, like, welcome to England cameo. <laughs> like a great, like everything you could kind of expect in the Premier League, maybe even more, because I felt like Cardiff were kind of being a bit naughty. They wanted to kind of leave something on our players, you know, that, that typical small time mentality of like, I'll leave something on them. They were trying mm-hmm. to do that. So, um, yeah, it was a great um, kind of welcome to England cameo. And his assist was was really good. <laughs> Um, yeah, credit, as I said on the Patreon, credit to Klopp and the team in terms of finding a, a profile who can already um, press and kind of um, adjust to the ways that we kind of, our attackers do. So for that goal, um, I don't know what Cardiff are doing at the back there, but um, Diaz presses um, the defender really well. And what I like about it is the kind of, he knows that if he crosses it straight away, the defender will block it. So yeah. instead of crossing it straight away, he does like this little quick feet. Yeah, he does a little quick feet. He does a little kind of shimmy and he gets past the defender then crosses it really quickly. So yeah, it just shows a little bit of quality by doing that. Crosses it in and then um, your boy Taki finishes it. So um, yeah. Who's <laughs> boy? Who's boy? Who's boy? Taki? Who's boy? Far, he's boy Taki. Bro, I, I will, I'll defend oh, it. I just, yeah. I, listen, I just... Why he hates him? That's why I said it. Bruh, bruh. Oh, okay, cool. it's, it's not that I hate him. It's, it's a weird one because on oh, one side, I understand. And we will go back to Lewis Diash. But on one side, I see with Taki where it's been unfair. He's never been given an actual opportunity and a good run of games. We don't on need the other to side, I still don't know where the fuck he plays. <laughs> it's like, what do you do with a player like that, man? I just, yeah, I no, fair, fair, fair. In that sense, yeah, it's like, it's like he, can just, he can just bloody play anywhere. But I don't think he can't think. I think his main strength, the best game I've seen Taki was at Crystal Palace the last season when we slapped him. Yeah, yeah. And he was playing he was playing in like a 10 sort of role. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's he's, he's effective on the wing. Um no. I do think he's got a place in a forward line, but yeah, but he just comes up with the goals, don't he? Sometimes he, he, he's there and thereabouts, but I do understand you like there's no place like a home for him in a team. He's just yeah, yeah, let's let's just slot about, in. Yeah, you know, like when you've been clubbing back in the day, and there, there's always gonna be like one guy in the group where it's just like, 
He's not really anyone's boy, boy like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's there, isn't he? Like, he's always there. And that's that's yeah. happy. <laughs> um, he's not. He's, he's not like annoying to have, or he's not like he's not doing anything to the group. He's not doing anything bad to the group. But he's also not adding anything to the group. Like he's just there. I don't know. He's he's a good option to have off the bench, and I feel like um, he's got quality. But again, he's just. Impose yourself a bit more, like just show me a bit more, like give me some more yeah. personality, Taki. Like demand the ball. Simply put, Taki is good until you need to depend on him. All right, that that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly I it. I think I think yeah. If if you're looking to him, yeah, to change the game, then yeah, you're 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 doing it all wrong. You just <laughs> you just you just gotta be you just gotta hope for the best of him, man. I, I like when he comes on, he makes great runs, man. But because yeah. he doesn't demand the ball, or call for it, or anything, it's like. It's just it's just a complete waste. It's it's all a complete waste. Um, yeah, I'm really sad that one's not working out, but I hope he can come away with a few cups um, this season. But yeah, we'll speak about that in a bit. Back to Lewis Diash. Um, the assist itself, I just want to. I think a few people have mentioned this. It proper reminded me of Lewis Suarez versus United when Dirk Cout scored his hat trick. You know, just running down the byline. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, and right, going right to the edge, tricky, yeah, yeah. and, and, and yeah. trying it back. Um, I, I was impressed. Mush, what did you think? Yeah, I, I think you just got to echo what Peter said. Isn't it? Ultimately, the 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 package of what Klopp requires from an attacker was entirely embodied in that goal. Do you get what I mean? Mm. Work hard, press, think when you get the ball, have quality when you actually have to release it. That that is literally everything we want to see from him. And and I don't think, I think, seeing that as and, and especially, I would say that's more impressive than sometimes what we see from Jota or Mane or Salah, because sometimes when they get in those positions, they do make the wrong choice. They'll they'll shoot. And I can't blame him. If, if Diaz is making his debut, I'd probably want to shoot. Do you get what I mean? But the fact that he thought about it a bit more and, and still had a cool head obviously shows that this is an intelligent football under pressure, which is, for me, the main main trait you need to be successful in the Liverpool front line. And I think he's probably buzzing, thinking, yo, these guys come and play against our team every year, used to smack us 5-0 home and away. Yeah. Now I get to actually enjoy what happens on the other side of the Champions League tour. So my man's probably just head down, trying to make the most of an opportunity of a lifetime. Because where, where was it? It was, um, I was reading up on how he made it through and he didn't come through the academy system. He was... um spotted at like a community or like i don't, I don't want to say oh, wow. I, yeah it, it was like a i don't think it was a homeless tournament but it was like some it was like a really impoverished opportunity yeah it was that it was that yeah, yeah yeah that he was playing in so listen it's like we said with money like this kid as well maybe we aim for these rags to riches type players because no, they've come no, from nothing and they're hungry right yeah no, sorry, his, his, his story is like really funny like when i was reading up on it like because you know, he was playing like he was like 22 years old, and he was playing like the, the Colombian second division. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. That's he, insane. He got he discovered in... at like 19. Yeah, that, that so he so was late for a player. Poor only bought him like two seasons ago when he was like 23, and he was literally mm. playing in the Colombian um, first division, first division, and second division until he was like 22. Mm. So he's literally kind of exploded onto the scene really quickly, and he's just like, yeah, he's so yeah. It's a really funny story, but yeah, like you said, like a Braxovich's kind of story. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think has, Sorry, Dan. Just add. I think Mush has a point as well about looking for those kind of players that have the rags to riches kind of um, situation. I think yeah. we sometimes look at the mentality of certain players and how they get to certain situations. And for mm. some reason, at the profile of our players, they always seem to have a story like this, which is interesting. 
Um, you look, yeah, look at every one of them. Look at every one of them, yeah? Yeah. Rob, Robertson, working at Tesco, yeah. written off, released by Celtic, nowhere to be seen. Van yeah. Dyke, big talent, but no one wants to touch him, has to yeah. go Scotland. Jordan Henderson, written off by everyone under the sun at the age of 20. Like, every one of our players has to prove something to someone. And that probably, Klopp probably loves working with that mentality, man. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't lie. Henderson still got proof to me. I can't lie. I can't. I can't <laughs> what more does my guy have nah, to do? I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Prove what? Can't sign I'm sorry. <laughs> prove what? I, I was trying. I was trying to pass it on, but I couldn't. Sorry, man. Sorry. I can't. Yeah, I can't consign it. But, um, but I get what you're saying. You're 100 right in terms of everyone's got proof, and it's it's a testament to obviously not the player. I was talking about Mendy the other day. I put a post in and like. In 2014, from 2014 onwards, his career just moved. Yeah, like he, was, yeah, yeah. He, he was on benefits to then unemployed, thinking of quitting. Like stories like that are amazing. But sticking on to Diaz, our guy, I'm excited about him, man. I, I can't lie. I'll be honest, I'm excited about this guy. Um, I think he fits the profile, you know, pacey, wide player, skillful, good age. Do you know what I mean? A, a South American. <laughs> flamboyant. I just think he fits everything that we want to see in uh, Liverpool right now. And it's an injection right now. Since, since, since he's come, it now gives us an option where, okay, if we ain't got Salah Amane, we've got a wide player who has attributes to similar to how they play. I mm. think when we miss the Salah Amane, we, we lose pace like that. We yeah. lose so much pace on the forward line. It's, and don't get me wrong, Jota's decent pace, but not lightning. And I think this guy's introduction against Cardiff was the best way as well. I think welcome to like battering. Like you're in English football now. It's not Portuguese league um, where you're like, I mean, Abel Tarat. I know he's skillful, but he's over there strutting his stuff. Over here, he was pretty much nothing. So um, I'm glad he got an introduction to Cardiff. But yeah, man, I'm excited about him, man. I'm excited about this guy. You know what? This signing, it reminds me, you know, like when, when you were younger, when we were all younger, and like we would sign these flair wingers that you don't know much about yeah like, like, for example mark gonzalez yeah when oh, mark gonzalez signed, i was gassed i was like I was oh shit we're getting a tricky winger fast paced he's apparently very skillful <laughs> it, it's reminding me of that because i don't know too much about Luis diaz but i'm like yeah. you know what i know he's tricky i know he's fast i know he's a yes. winger i know he's south american all these things are coming back it's just reminding me of being a kid again man it's true it's true but I think this time, this time around, with Mark Gonzalez, you're right. He, he 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 was all that. He's stupidly quick, stupidly quick. But I think his overall game wasn't <laughs> nothing to to admire. I just think he's too fast. But yeah, this Diaz guy, I think he's the real because we're gonna get him in the summer. It's not like oh, we actually hijacked Spurs' deal. I know there's going after, but Klopp was actually waiting for the summer to actually mm-hmm. snap him up, and they moved, so we just moved quicker. That's all. Yeah. So it was, it was a sort of sign. It wasn't like, ah, oh, let's go for him. They they've been watching him. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. So l- let's talk about Harvey Elliott now. Um, obviously he started off the season so well, and then that injury happened against Leeds, um, which yeah. is cruel because obviously he broke into the team. He was benching our captain at, at one point. Yeah. So it, it kind of says like how much of an impact and how much Klopp trusted him um, it, it, at the start of the season. So obviously now he's come back. And he came back with a goal. And I was just so happy for him, man. Because the goal yeah. was such a well-taken goal. Yeah. First for Liverpool in front of the cop. It, it was just a beautiful moment. Uh, Peter, what are you expecting from um, Harvey Elliott between now and the end of the season? 
Steve Harvey the thing I'm most excited about is that when he plays on the right-hand side, that triangle between him, Salah and Trent, like, that's something that, like, it was kind of bubbling in that first five games, especially when he was playing there. But it's just, it's the way that they're all able to change. So Henderson's, I mean, what am I saying Henderson? Trent is able to go into kind of the centre mid position and Harvey's able to go into the right right mid position and then Salah's able to go forward or Salah can go into the right wing position Harvey can go be the furthest forward. You know what I'm saying? So they can go into change and they're all kind of secure on the ball, especially Trent and Elliot. Like they're really technically secure. So they can find um, Salah for days. Salah's able to make that out in run but yeah and the way we play as well we're allowing our midfielders to get forward more and Henderson is kind of um adding you know what I'm saying he's probably getting more goal contributions and adding to attack um more than he would normally but Elliot is actually comfortable in that position because he's actually a right winger mm-hmm. so him being able to play in that position I think it's just it's kind of um it will add another dimension to us and that incisiveness and that that ability to kind of play the ball that first time you know see when Henderson he's got a ball He's not able to kind of hit through the lines like first time because obviously that's not really his game. Whereas Elliot can do that, you know what I'm saying? No doubt. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I think that in that kind of role, yeah, we, I think he can add a lot to us this season for sure. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And my my only thinking here with, with Elliot and Mush, I'll come to you and I'll ask you what you think. Obviously, we were we would we were we were trialing out Elliot um, in the starting line lineup of the first few games of the season. And now we've got to the point of the season where it's crunch time, right? We're in all the competitions. Um, we're potentially, well, we are in a title chase. We're, we're, we're challenging for the title. So how, how risky do you think it is starting Elliot again in the 11, especially after having so much time out? And do you think it would be better to just kind of ease him in, pause, Slowly between now and the end of the season, and then let him have a good pre season and go again. I dropped the pause. Well, I had to, I had to. Um, do you know what? First thing you said is that we're in every competition still, right? So there's nothing here about you know, we're gonna have to stick, we, we could stick with one lineup if we wanted. We're not even gonna get the opportunity to do that. Everyone's gonna need to be able to contribute. That's the first thing. The next thing, bro, is I think I think with Elliot, firstly, Klopp is the kind of manager, and we felt the frustration of this, which is until a player is 100% fit, Klopp will not bring him back into the team or the management team won't bring him back. So I think he's been brought back to be able to play consistently. And then the other thing, and I think this is more of a tactical thing, is, bro, this, unfortunately, there are some years your defence is solid, other years where it isn't. This year, we are not defensively solid. So having Elliot in the team will probably increase our chances of scoring more and more. So ultimately, this is this is going to be a goal difference season where we are just going to have to score our way into having an impressive goal difference rather than balancing out with 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 big clean sheets. So um, I think every metric you go by, Elliot is going to be important. The only place where I would worry a bit is example, maybe Inter away where they're going to be. San Siro is going to be buzzing, big team coming in. Having three players attack-minded on that right wing might create a lot of space for um, for some of those inter-attackers. So I think Klopp's just got to be smart and and there's got to be a balance between going for it and, and putting the impetus on our opposition and then just being plain stupid and, and leaving big holes for opposition to exploit. Fair, 
Fair, absolutely fair. So, all right, it's time for an ad break. We'll be back in two minutes. And we're back. All right, cool. So we're in a situation right now where we have a pretty much a full squad. Um, I, I, I can't believe it. I'm, I'm in shock right now. Uh, I'll just make a point quickly on that. Um, most point, sir. Uh, that, I think Klopp this season, generally, he's actually been quite willing to start the youngsters, especially in big games. Because like when I think against Chelsea, Elliot started, you know. It was Elliot that started against Chelsea at home. And then against Man City, Jones started... So I think Klopp is actually given faith to a lot of these youngsters that he rates, you know what I'm saying? He's given faith to people, you know what I'm saying? Unless your name is Nebi Keita, he, he generally gets, <laughs> he, he generally just, he generally likes to trust um, the players. So I think this season more than most, he's not really going with that kind of, um, he's preferred personnel all the time. Like Genie, Haber, Genie Fab and Hendo till I die. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? He's given Jones, he's given Elliot, again, Jones started against Arsenal, he's given um, the youngsters chances. So I think Elliot, We'll get his chance where he can, you know. Interesting. So, go, going back to the full squad. Now we have a full squad. I'm not trying to jinx it because I've just also heard that Hendo was training today. Um, but in general, we, we do seem to have a pretty much full squad when Mane is back. Um, yeah. How? I'll go to Glam first for this. Glam, how do you make this work? Because if all of our players are available, that that's a lot. Uh, that that's a lot of options there. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially it, it, with crunch time in the season, what what do you do in this situation? How do you manage minutes? Um, I think obviously you got we've got a pretty fixed back line at the minute. Obviously you've got um the number one keeper. You have got Trent. I think the back line three. So obviously the only rotation at the moment is obviously if Matty Pocanate plays. But I think I still think Gomez needs um match fitness, and he's unlucky. He keeps getting either sick or um, well, he's been sick in the last two games meant to play in the cup games. So the back line takes care of itself. The only, um, the front line takes care of itself. So I'm going to say Jota, hot and fire. And then you've got Saleh Mane. So there's no question there. What um, about Diaz, bro? Well, that's, this is the thing. So the front line, but the Diaz will be integrated in. Obviously, there's a lot of games to be played, but he will be integrated into the, you know, remember when Robertson first come? Chitty Moreno kept him out, got injured. And everyone's thinking, why is this guy getting a chance? He's always impressing. But it worked out. But Diaz is not going to come into the front line straight away. I understand that. Uh, it's just the midfield. We've got a lot of midfielders. I think Ox has taken his chance during um, everyone else has been injured, even when he's gone in the front three. So he's now come back into contention. Then you've got Thiago back, Fabinho, Henderson, uh, reliable Milner. But I think Milner would be more of a right back cover because Nico's gone Fulham. Yeah, fair. So I think I think that's the thinking behind Milner in midfield. So yeah, so I think. It's good, but we're still going to get knocks around the way. We've still got COVID hanging. This is what we're living with. So COVID is still will affect us because tests mm. are run every week. And, you know, just like we saw the other game, just like that, Ox and Gomez are out of COVID straight away. Yeah. So it's good. It's good. But I think everyone's happy. I think that one thing about Liverpool squad, I think ever, I, I don't know one player that I could say is unsatisfied. Well, maybe. Maybe if he plays on what playing at the moment, i.e. Gomez. But I think he understands. And I, I think we're managing it well. So I'm happy. I'm happy, man. Okay, so Mush, in the Premier League, you're 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 allowed a team of twenty per game, right? So you have nine subs, um, and obviously you have eleven on the pitch. Now, if if I was to ask you, what is all right, Carabao Cup final, yeah, um, what 
now we know Kelleher's going to start, but let's say, for example, we're, we're putting out the strongest lineup for this cup final and we start Ali in goal. In general, what would be your first 11? And then who would be in your bench? Because players will miss out. So, how, how would you have, what is our strongest team and what is our strongest bench? Uh, that's a great question. I would say, like Glam said, back great four. Question. Back, back four. Midfield wise, I would go with Fabinho. I would go with Thiago because he's experienced in playing in these big games, played a lot of them in his career. Um, and then the last one, I would say, because Thiago's not the most mobile in terms of going up and down the pitch, because you'd have more of Fabinho and Thiago sitting together, I would play someone like Elliot on, on that right side of the three because he's got a lot more license. So you, you've got to always balance out kind of what one player is offering versus the other. And then I think if you're playing a player like Elliot, who you've got to have as a kind of person on the bench for someone like Elliot is someone more solid, someone more reserved. I know Henderson hasn't been the most solid this year. I, I can perfectly admit that, but there's know-how and, and, and having a cool head and he's, he's seen a lot. So Henderson's the kind of player I'd bring on if we're doing well against Chelsea. Front three-wise, bro, I think Jota... Jota, I'm convinced, is going to score in the final. I think it's guaranteed, to be honest. And then um, Salah, Mane. Mane, it depends, really. I think Mane might might be a bit exhausted from um, from his exploits at AFCON. So Diaz might get a start. But I don't, I don't really want to see Bobby in that final until... Bobby and Hendo are the two subs I'd bring on because I think Bobby makes the ball stick, settles our play can make us slow down where we're, we're a bit erratic. He's a good and game then, changer. Sorry? Yeah. He's a good yeah. game changer. Yeah, exactly. A game And people, that's a great word, bro, because people always think game changer means someone who's going to come on and score the big goal or cr make everything, you know, change. But we've seen over the last few years where we've been successful, our game changers are players who come and settle, settle us down because we're too excited. So, yeah, I, I would say that would be my start in 11, but with... Um, Bobby and Hendo to come on. Okay, and then for your bench, this is where it gets interesting. Who do you put on a bench? Say you got nine nine men you can put on a bench. What do you do? Yeah, but surely everyone would fit if you've got nine. No, men. they wouldn't. Who? We've got too many. That's why. That's why I'm interested. I want to see who you would put. <laughs> so, so you've got a centre back, right? You got a centre back. You've got Shimikas. So, you've all right. Got, so, which centre back are you choosing? So, you I'll jump to do nine. I'll do nine right now. Yeah, do the nine. So if you do like Kelleher, one, um, Kanate, um, Gomez, and you have Milner as one of the fullbacks. You don't put Connor Bradley, don't put... But like, why have you got uh, Kanate and Gomez, though? I don't understand why you need two centre backs on the bench. <laughs> so what, you can tell me Gomez uh, off, off your he part. Looked, that's what I mean. This no, 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 no. But, but, but this, isn't, this isn't me slandering Gomez. I'm saying for what's required in the squad. Okay. Well, let's, 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 nah, let's. but he's covered, he's covered at fullback as well. So he would definitely be on the bench. Exactly. Be on the exactly. Bench. Then I wouldn't, I wouldn't might, put Kanate on the bench. It might be, no, because you know why? You might need Gomez. It might be a situation where... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Let's say, I don't know, let's say... I don't know, you want to go a bit more defensive last 10 minutes. You put Gomez right back, boom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That could be that, that could be a possibility. So yeah. I think that's why you'd need both. Um, and then I would, obviously you'd have Henderson or Elliot, whatever. You had Keita. Ooh, it's getting sticky. Keita. Um, he ain't, ain't going to be fit. Oh, why are you even putting him in there? He ain't going to be fit. <laughs> 
Diaz, Feminio, and Origio Jones. I think Origio. Don't forget Ops. You still got oh, yeah. Ox. Yeah. Ox. 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 I don't care about Ox. He is Ox. never going to say Ox in a million years. I'll tell you. Hey, 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 tone down the bad language, yeah? Tone down the bad language, <laughs> Ox, off your pop. Um, But yeah, Origi, last, my last time. Origi, that's a yeah, super sub. That's the super sub. It's, it's, hard. it's a good question, though. Origi's, Origi's culture as well, man. Need it for the culture, innit? Yeah, you have to be there. You have to be there. Has to be there. That's, so that's, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot. So you're saying Milner misses out? You're saying Ox misses out. You're saying... Cat no, Milner, Milner gets in. Milner gets in. How does Milner get in, though? So so you're saying, all right, you've got a goalkeeper, whoever that is. You've got Kanate, you've got Gomez. You're now saying Milner as well. That's four. Yeah, then you're saying Henderson. That's five. Yeah. Then you're saying... Kater. Kater, six. You've got three more positions. Diaz, Firmino, and Origi. Oh, so Minamino misses out, you said. That's what Minamino... Bro, Minamino. Minamino wasn't even part man. of my thing. I was thinking flipping Morientes before Minamino, bro. But you know what? <laughs> You're taking a piss. My, my, thinking, my thinking is that the different things that can happen in the game, I feel like I'm equipped to kind of deal with everything. So if we need a goal, you've got Diaz and Luigi to come on. If you need a bit of incisiveness, you've got KR to come on. You know what I'm saying? If you need a sturdy hand, you've got Henderson to come on. If you need, if Trent's getting, you know what I'm saying, a bit touched or whatever, you've got Gomez to come on. If I don't know, you got Milner's coming to left back, and then you. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I listen. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, everyone knows I'm one of James Milner's biggest fans, but there is no need for that man to be on the bench. Hundred percent. Hundred Everyone else is fit because Gomez covers centre back and right back. Gomez yeah. can also play left back if needed in an emergency. True. But oh, Costas, no, I forgot Costas. And you oh, got Costas. Yeah. There you go. This is what I mean. Yeah, that's the cut. Well, that's the cut. Oh yeah, Costas. Yeah, Costas instead of Milner. I forgot. Yeah, oh, damn, bro. There's gonna be some heartbreak. There's gonna be some. Heartbreak I don't think it's. Is it I don't subs? think so. You know, I, I don't, don't think, think it's so. nine subs though. I think it's more subs in the Caribbean. Well, no, you can make you can make five, but it's nine subs. Hundred percent. Yeah, you can make five subs, but it's it's nine, it's nine on a bench. Because I was I was going from Premier League rules. Yeah, Premier League rules. Yeah. Nine nine people. On the, so you know, yeah. the majority of games you're gonna have nine people on the bench. So. Can't lie though. Can't lie though. I know. I know. It's actually been a fun discussion. But whoever misses out can just hold that man because I could not care. I could not care less, bro. We got a cup to win. Whatever is needed strategically is what I'm on. I could not care if the tactics require no Salah, bro. It's it, the club comes first, man. We need to win. Simply yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Facts. Yeah. I. I just. I... The thing with Origi, yeah, he doesn't deserve to be there, but he does deserve to be there because yeah. no, Origi, I'm, I'm not joking, player, man. bro, bro, I'm not joking. Origi is actually proper high up on my priority list. <laughs> in case, in case push comes to shove, I'm telling you, I if if we're okay, if I put it as this, yeah, if we're if we're one nil down, yeah, with ten minutes to go, and we've got to choose to put Origi or Bobby on, I'll put Origi on. I'm not 100%. kidding. 100%. I don't know. Firmino's got some big moments, though. No one's nah, saying that. When was no. that? When was that? Not 1980, the, bro. The final. They also called the World Cup final. World Cup, Cup final. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I know he's clutch. I'm yeah, just saying, if, if, if I have to choose out of the two, trust me, Divock is high. 
It's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, because really I, I was thinking about it last night, and I was like, you know what? This is gonna be really interesting to see the second half of the season how Klopp manages all. But, these but the thing is, yeah, let's not glam is right because a lot of people on our squad get pick up so many yeah. injuries. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not gonna be so like. This is just a moment in time, bro. When they sneeze and that, so it's nice to have the discussion. It's nice to have a discussion where everyone is. This is training again. We're gonna have this section once every four years or something. <laughs> Just enjoy it when we can. Oh man! So all right. So let, let's talk about Leicester. Um, Leicester are coming from a four-one battering from their East Midlands rival Nottingham Forest. I don't know if anyone caught the game, but boy, when I say they were getting flogged, Humped. they were Humped. getting flogged. I do not understand what was going on, but that forward for Nottingham Forest, yeah, uh, Jonathan, the young kid. Which one, Davis or Thing? The other one, uh, Brennan. Yeah. yeah. What Johnson? Johnson. 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 Yeah, 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 he's twenty Johnson. years old. Yeah, he's a local oh, boy. Young kid. Yeah. yeah. He was running them ragged. Jed Spence at right back was like Mycon, bro. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Very yeah. good right back. What 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 surprised me was the kid, the, the guy Johnson. Swanchu is a top defender. Let's not let's not be mistaken. He's not, bro. No, no, he he is a top defender. Well, he's a Premier League centre back anyway. Yeah. (laughs) See how the level dropped. It went from the left defender to the Premier League centre. He's he's a good level Premier League fullback. Let's let's just call one being shocking. Yeah. And he had his first season, he's well, he's done well. His first two seasons, he was solid, yeah. Wait, who are you talking about? Sionchu or he's talking about Sionchu, bro? Oh no, he's 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 ass. (laughs) But obviously he 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 has dips. So maybe he's been found out or something, I don't know. But this boy ran him ragged. Absolute ragged. And I was like, what's going on? I had a TV on mute. And then by the time the third goal gone in, I said, Oh my gosh, they are getting outplayed, yeah, outplayed. Out muscled completely by Nottingham Forest. I was like, "Yeah, we need some of this. We need some of this. We need some of this on Thursday. We need to spank them." Not, and so, not no one nil, two nil. We need to slap them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's true. We we, we do need to slap them. And um, I I think Rogers is under the cosh, man. I think the fact. I don't that think so. I don't think so. I, I, no, the way he dug out his players on Sunday, it, it was a bit nuts. Like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm not yeah. surprised by it. I'm not. It's something that he does quite often. Um, well, how much did they spend on Dakar? Because he's now he's now going along the lines of, yeah, we can't compete with top clubs. We can't spend, but they've spent money though. They have spent Dakar. money. They bought uh, Dakar. They bought um some Samurai. Dakar cost about twenty three mil. Sorry. Lookman, Samore, Samare, Dakar. Yeah, it's funny because everyone was saying they had a really good window. That's what it was saying. Come on. Glam is celebrating, which means Bernie... Yes, come on! (laughs) I wasn't sure if he was going to introduce it on a pod, you see, so I was going to... All right, who's called Bernie? Blood of my enemies. What a turn. Weghorst turned Varane and Maguire at the same time. Blood of my enemies, man. This is beautiful. Beautiful. What mm. a goal. Love it. But so yeah, anyway, back, that, back to that, just, just the Leicester thing. It's just, it's funny because it's like every time we seem to play them, it's like they always get a spanking. So you, you're just worried about whether they will have a reaction when they come and play us. But I think the fact that it's at Anfield, that makes me more confident because um, I just feel like the crowd push, yeah. up, push us on at Anfield and we seem to play better at Anfield. But um, yeah, we're a better team than Leicester, ultimately. You know what I'm saying? The table doesn't lie, they're 10th. 
and we should really be looking to beat them. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm still rattled by what happened in December. We, we bad, faced bad. a team. We faced a team with no centre backs. They had one day's rest and they beat us. And I, I am still rattled by that game, man. Like. I can't believe that happened. It doesn't make, oh. That game just didn't make sense. It really didn't make sense. Oh, Amartya Ndidi, centre-back. Duisburg Hall. Bruv. Luke Thomas. Jesus. Bruv. It, 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 it was piss poor. So, um, with, with the Leicester game, with Salah being back, Mane probably won't be ready, and that's fair. Mane, well, Mane definitely won't be ready. He's in Senegal enjoying life. That's fine. I'm sure he'll be back for Burnley. Um, how... How would you line up? Because, Glam, you've not been happy with the Minamino, Jota, Firmino and forward line. So what would you do against Leicester? Yeah, it's not that I'm not happy. I just think, obviously, we, we, we don't have enough. I think the balance is off. I think you got probably, well, Jota's the most essential at it. But I just I don't think there's no balance there. So um, Salah come back today. My thing is, I wouldn't play him for Leicester or Burnley on Sunday. I was going to wait till next week. We don't need him. I don't think, but I'll put make Diaz give him his debut. We're at home. I'll give Diaz his debut, um, and I'll play um, Jota through the middle, and I'll probably um, put in. Well, it depends if Mo's gonna start. I'm tempted to put in Mo, guys. I can't lie because he's come back to training. I'm tempted to play him, and he's just come back from a disappointment. And knowing Mo, knowing his mentality, he's gonna say to Klopp, "I want to play." Do you know what I mean? I want to play. I want to get over this. So I'm going to say Salah, Jota, and um, Diaz debut. The worry, Salah's the worry is the Salah Diaz. minutes, though, bro. Salah's played 120 minutes four yeah, times yeah. in like a week. Yeah, but most most Salah would tell you, boss, I'm fine. Yeah. Boss, I'm you, fine. Listen. You know what, Glam? Glam? Do you know what's not? Yeah. I, I noticed the other day is yeah. that like most Salah, yeah, is yeah. such an incredible athlete. I just realized. Yes. I never see him tired. I never see him yeah. go down. I never see him stay on the floor. I never see yeah. like there's he is a freak of an athlete. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's he's not six foot two like Ronaldo, but I'm telling you, it's the same level of durability, everything. Right? It's scary. It's scary. And I, and I'm gonna be honest, and I'm gonna be honest, with Mo with Mo as well, I'll be honest. He didn't do that much running in, in that one. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying he didn't work yet, but he wasn't. He wasn't doing much running. Bro, so even he ran bare, bro. All those long he, balls he had to chase. No, but I know, but he was he, the enthusiasm wasn't like he was playing he for us. Yeah, he chose when to go for certain. Yeah, runs. he wasn't pressing, pressing, pressing because he's bold. He don't need to do that. He knows that. But I'll be honest, he's gonna want to play. He's gonna want to play. Um, so I will play him. Let's believe you can rest him, but I don't know, but I'll play him. Do we have like a duty of care though, just to be like just kind of we do, we do, we do, but he just lost the final. Yeah, he doesn't want to dwell on it. He wants to play. Yeah, I think it's glam, be... glam, glam. He's yeah. either going to get a hat trick or a red. Either, either one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll think, I'll think you get the first. You get, you get a hat trick first before red. <laughs> yeah, he's just going to go nuts. I just know what Mo's like as well, man. When he's angry, my he'll do that. He'll score a goal like the City goal. Watch, he'll, he'll be so angry. I can just tell, man. So, um, okay. I, I, I don't think I would start him, you know. Funny enough, um, I just think, yeah, we have a duty of care. I, I, as much as I want to, I'm, I'm saying, Graham, I want to start him because obviously I want the three points, but I just think, ah, oh, it's just not right, man. That, he's literally so that means he would have he went on the plane yesterday and had maybe what two days training and then straight into a match like after 
another 120 minutes. So it's a bit. I, I don't. I think we can still beat Leicester with Ox, um, Firmino, Jota front line or Ox, um, Jota Diaz front line. I think that's more than enough to beat this Leicester's Leicester defense. Really bad defense. So I think it should be enough. And then we can bring Seller off the bench. You know what I'm saying if we're really losing. So yeah, um, yeah. I I wouldn't start him personally, but I can see the figure behind it. Oh, by the way, just shout out to my boy Chris, wherever you are, brother. Weghorst monster class at the moment, man. Volleys heard, from outside the box, everything. Yeah, I heard he assisted the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. Even just Fair. now, De Gea just about got a hand to it. Twenty-five yard volley. Boy. He might be better than Chris Wood. <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> he might be better than Chris Wood. <laughs> they might have done them a favor. Gosh, oh gosh. All right, so. With um, the Leicester lineup, I know Jamie Vardy's out injured. Um, other than that, they've got a pretty uh, fresh squad. So I'm, I'm guessing Kelechi would start. Leicester, you actually never know with the front three, bro. Like, yeah. it's, it's so interesting because Vardy's minutes have gone down. But at the same time, when you think about Leicester, you never clock whether Ihinacho or Dakar are playing. Like, I just don't know what they're doing at the moment. Like I'm telling you, it's like the project is, it, it was quite a good project. They didn't achieve enough and now it's just falling apart because... Yeah, I, I, don't, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with them. But yeah, if, all right, if we focus on ourselves, I was thinking, um, I know Peter said um, not start Salah. I'm, I'm of the same thinking here. And, and what I started thinking about was potentially having Elliot playing the front three. Um, but I don't know if that's too soon for him as well. The other option is obviously you just play with Diaz, Firmino and Jota. And because they speak similar languages, right? So I'm sure the communication will be all right between those three. Um, I can't see Ox starting on the right, although obviously he he has been playing a few games. I think with him coming back from COVID and everything, he probably won't be risked. And he probably won't be 100%. But I, I personally was looking at, Elliot potentially playing on the right, but now Hendo missed training today. Elliot may actually end up starting anyway. Um, it, I, th- I think either way, we're going to be surprised by what we see on Thursday. Fahi, what Thursday. would you do, Fahi? What would you do if you started Elliot? Who do you think the other two would be a good complement for? Fab and Tiago, hundred percent. What in the front three? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, this is what I mean. See, I'm thinking about him in midfield now. If it's the front three, then you have to go with Jota, and then Diaz for pace. Yeah, because I, I was thinking that because with Elliot you'll get technique but not much running off the yeah. ball like movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need to, the problem is if you play Bobby and Elliot, both of them will come short for the ball. So you've got yeah. no threat in behind. So yeah, mm-hmm. now nah, fair enough. I would go. I'd go Jota and Diaz as well if I were to play Elliot. Yeah, I, but but again, I think um, with with Diaz's cameo against Cardiff, Klopp may actually just be like, you know what, fuck it, go after Leicester right now. Leicester. Uh, Leicester are reeling a bit after the game on Sunday. Just just go out yeah. there and um, he'll be trusted to kind of play alongside Firmino and Jota, which should be all right. And then if we did go with that midfield, then I'd go with Elliot, Thiago and Fab. Um, I, I, I really want to just get that midfield trio, just just get them going now. I, I don't want to mess around anymore with that midfield. Um but yeah. Don't you think Jones? Don't you think Jones has done a lot to deserve? Jones has. Jones has. Yeah, jo- Jones has done a lot, and it's unfair on him. It, this but is what, what I mean, man. But what? But what? He needs to. He needs to hold that. Yeah. Is it? Is that? Is that what you're saying? I don't want him to hold that. That's the thing. I don't think it's unfair on him. I don't think it's unfair on Jones. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm questioning. Um, not his desire 
more than anything. Uh, he, he's, he's done all right. He's done a good game. Uh, I think it was at Brentford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arsenal. Arsenal. I need to see more. I need to see more of attacking threat. I, I, I really do. And I think, like, Elliot just come back. Like, he came on, what, 20 minutes? The swizzle, bang. He's, he's just energetic. Like, he's, I think with, with um, Jones, sometimes he's too casual. He's far too casual. And I think if he doesn't do but don't, something... don't you think, Glam, that makes him the player he is? The yeah, fact he that does. he is more relaxed. He does, but what, what is obviously I remember watching him and in him and uh, Elliot two seasons ago playing together in the reserves on 23s. Mm. And now Elliot, Elliot is shot sure ahead of him. He's, he's ahead of him in pecking order already. And I just think Elliot's um, cameo on Sunday, he's clock's already thinking, like Fahi, I'm tempted, man. I'm tempted to start this guy. Like I'm telling you, that's that's how much that's that's the impression he's given. I think with Jones. You know, I was excited about him. Now I'm kind of gone, not flatline, but I've kind of gone steady Eddie with him now. I don't know what's going to give, I'll be honest with you. Like, I think he needs to do more. I, I, I think with Jones, again, you're, you're right in what you're saying, that maybe he hasn't done enough in the opportunities he's been given in the past few games. But if you want to look at it from another point of view, Look who he's had in front of him making the runs. He's had Bobby who can't run anymore. He's had Minamino who doesn't know where he's running to. And, and he's had Jota who can't actually hold up the ball. So uh, you've you got to weigh these things up, right? He's not exactly had the best people in front of him to kind of do much with. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That is fair. But obviously, you know, I, I saw what I did like. I see him try to get forward and make an um, impression and attacking mine. But... I see one or two. He had three shots that went over. And the third one, I saw um, the reaction of some of the players. And it's more of like, oh, for frick's sake, man, you're doing this again. So I, 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 can, I can see he's desperate to make an impression himself. That's what I'm saying. I can yeah. see it in his game. And maybe that's affecting his game because he knows competition is hot. Mm. Everyone coming back, he knows competition is hot. Sometimes the pressure can be too much. But I do like him. Don't get the question. I like him and I think he, he, he's a Liverpool player. But I think he's going to have to do something to stand out now because as you guys said with everyone back whew, it's going to yeah. be it's going to be really hard yeah it's fair and, and yo end of the day he, he's what what is he 20 years old yeah he's, he's a oh, kid fucking hell man he's 20 years old he's still 20 oh, okay yeah. fair enough yeah you, but, but again it's, it's a great discussion that we're having that about him now that we're thinking that you know what he needs to try and cement his place in the main 11 because it shows how far we've come as a club and also to the level he's supposed to be measured at. So I, I guess it's going to take him some time to kind of get used to it. But I think also what will help is once we get rid of some of the deadwood in midfield in the summer, um, I think obviously then what, he can kind of start cementing his place a bit more. What, what do you guys, I guess we didn't discuss it, but I, and I know we sometimes, we shouldn't really call him a joke. And that probably sums up his time at Liverpool compared to the quality he is. But none of us have really discussed like Naby Keita. As, as an option here. This is such a talented player that even Klopp, whenever he's asked about AFCON and people say, how are you going to miss Mane and Salah? He always makes a point to mention Cater. Yeah. And th- th- I know Klopp's a bit of a, sometimes got a bit of a double standard because he'll always hype, he'll always hype Cater and never use him. I get that. Mm-hmm. But do you think there's a, especially with a team like Leicester who are probably in such low confidence, they're probably going to sit with a deep block and, damage limitation don't you think there's a place for someone like Kato to actually you say that you say that right but then again if you've got if if I'm looking at Elliot Thiago in midfield 
then where where why yeah. do you true do you get what true. I mean? But again, it's a good it's a good um, dilemma. To I have think it. I think in that left centre mid role, one of Thiago, Kater, or Jones should always start. That's just my same, opinion. Same, like, same, I, same. I just think one of them should always always start, and I just feel like, but all of them have that kind of they get on the ball, they demand the ball, they have the incisiveness. And they're also kind of solid with Fabinho, you know what I'm saying? I feel like when we play Ox in that role, we play Milner in that role, we always seem to suffer. Or even Henderson in that role, we seem to suffer because they can't give us that same impact, that incisiveness and that kind of dynamism to get up and down the pitch. So I think in that left centre mid, bro, if Thiago's not playing, then Kea should have a place as well, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I I think there's a space for him for sure. Do you think, Peter, do you think we can ever get to a point where we can have a fab Thiago Kea midfield? Because the streets are wanting that. So, So... well, he would play, so that means Thiago would probably get shifted. Thiago or Kato would get shifted out onto the right, and I don't think that Kato would, would probably get shifted out to the right. He can play that, I guess. He can play that. I've seen him play that a couple of times, but I don't think he's as comfortable Let there. Uncle rest, man. Jesus. <laughs> I don't think he's as comfortable <laughs> there, so yeah. You know what it is? That midfield trio as well, none of them can run, so... Yeah. <laughs> the midfield trio that really the streets need is the fab Thiago Elliott. That's what we really need. Like, that's, yeah. that's the real... You know what I'm saying, trio. That trio is a Fugazi trio, that one that you just mentioned. <laughs> nah, listen, I, I see it all the time. Like, I, I scroll. I scroll on every song. It's like, why can't we get Tiago and Nabi together in a team? I always see it. I always see it. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's the life support. That's the life support midfield. Man. Oh, bro, can you imagine the amount of times they get turned over? <laughs> what, what, what's <laughs> interesting, just to make a quick point, um, I think we, we went to a 43-1 in that Cardiff game. So, Firmino went and and then Elliot went right mid, Diaz went left wing, and then Jot went up top. So that forty-three-one, I think that's in Klopp's mind now, especially with um, Elliot and Diaz coming into the team. You might be looking at playing at forty-three-one a lot more. So yeah, 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 yeah. And I, yeah, I think I, I feel like people. I don't know why, but people were surprised that they saw um, us kind of revert to a forty-three-one. But when you have the options that we do now, it's like yeah, I, I think we could possibly do it. You have four quality attackers. If you have four quality attackers, then it makes sense to play the fourth to three one. We've never yeah. actually always we've never had the fourth a fourth attacker where their quality is as is the same as the front three. You know what I'm saying? We always yeah. have the fourth attackers always, there's always been a drop-off. And this season we've had it, but Firmino's been injured for a lot of the time, so we haven't seen it. But now we have Diaz, we actually have four quality attackers that we can play at any given time. So yeah, I think we might see it. Can I can I ask you boys a question? Go on. What is the difference? between how you'd approach the Prem with how you'd approach the Champions League? What would you do different? I know it depends game by game, blah, 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 but what would be your general difference in strategy? My Okay, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, the only difference I'd make with, with the Prem, you need a game changer in midfield. So you need an Elliot there for sure. Someone who can make things happen. In the Champions League... You don't. Bro, you probably don't. don't. You literally you just need a front three. Our front yeah. three took, and then you just need a solid base. Interesting. So I think players like Jones and Elliot, I don't think they probably get as much game time in Champions League because you just want to remain solid and let the front three just work. Because we've, we've got to the final many a times with just mechanical midfields in the yeah. Champions League. So, um, yeah, I think like um, Fai said, yeah, just a mechanical midfield or a midfield that can remain solid. And, yeah. I, I, think, I think it depends on who we're playing. I'll be honest with you. If you're playing against my boy Simeone's team, then, you know, you're going to have to go with a more fluent midfield um, in terms of I would like to see someone like um, Naby in there with uh, Jones and Elliot. If you're playing against, I don't know, um, Brahma Jid would like to play on the front foot, 
then I'd put someone like Henderson in there with legs. Um, I can't believe I'm saying and put Henderson there, but I'll be real. I would that sort of style. But um, ultimately, it depends on our front three, mate. The front three, I wouldn't change. If everyone's fitting a front three. I would go with the same Jota, Salah, and um, Mane, and then the options on the bench with Diaz. I just think Diaz is going to be a weapon. He can play in the second, second half of the Champions League. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's going to be a weapon for us. It's going to be a weapon for us. Cool, cool. All right. So um, predictions then. Predictions for the Leicester game. Bam, I'll come to you first. What What are you thinking is going to happen? Um, I'm gonna. Stick with Moshe's topic. I don't think we're going to keep a clean sheet. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's to do with the centre-back pairing, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's too inconsistent. So, they'll definitely score. Um, I'm going to say 4-1. Four, 4-1. One. Four, one. Nice, nice. All right, Peter? Um, I'm going to go 3-1. I don't know what it is. That clean sheet is just looking a bit... Ugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he seems to give away chances. I don't. We just seem to give away high-quality chances. I don't know what it is. So, yeah, 3-1. Three, three, yeah, Mush. Got to go with my brother Glam, man. I'm going 4-1 as well. I'm going for Salah 2, Diaz 1, and then uh, let's get Virgil 1 as well. Is oh, Salah's starting now, Mush, yeah? Yeah, he's starting now. I, I said, I said, listen, I said from the start, the moment he missed, the moment that penalty shoot I was finished, I said, yeah. did Klopp saying, you are seeing me on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. There's no choice. It's not a discussion matter. I'm yeah, telling you, yeah. he, he probably I'm said he's not. If he's saying he's playing, he's going to want to play. Glam, I'm telling you, he probably went into flipping Melwood today and said, "Yo, if you don't start me Thursday, I'm not signing. I'm not signing that contract. Simple." Well, bro, you can see that picture of Klopp talking to Salah, and yeah. like, Salah's looking down, not looking at him, bare sad. It's like I feel like that's Klopp telling him, "Listen, big man, you don't like, play like, yeah. Listen, you you got to chill now. Relax. Take a few days. Relax. Sit on the bench. No kidding, yeah. I saw eight training pics of Salah. Not one, he had a smile. Bro, not one. Not one. Virgil was like, hey, big man's back. My man's back. Oh, main man is back. Salah did not look at the camera once. Good luck to Leicester on Thursday. I am telling you. <laughs> Listen, I'm looking forward to it because um, it's either going to be absolutely mental Chaos, from, from yeah. a Salah performance point of view or it's just going to be fucking horrific to watch. Yeah, he's just going to shoot from everywhere, isn't it? It's bro, going to be one of those. Bro, bro, you're going to get one Salah or the other. There's, there's going to be no in between. He's, he, he's a man on a mission right now to take the dirt off his name. You see when you're playing, you see when that hate is in you. You see when that, that hate is in you, bro. You're not tired anymore, bro. Like that is that adrenaline in his legs, like it's kicking, like that hate is just fueling him. Like it's just going, it's going through his body, like that hate, yeah. When hate is fueling you, it's different. It's different. But you, you know, with that hate, Pete, sometimes that hate makes you go mad and you do the stupidest shit. And I, 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 just worry, I just worry with Salah sometimes. I think Leicester may be too soon. And plus, if we're looking at it logically, we've got Burnley on Sunday, then we've got a Champions League game on Tuesday and Wednesday. So, oh, yeah, yeah. so yeah, if, if a man has played 420 minute games in the past week and a half, then you're saying he plays on Thursday, then you're saying he plays on Sunday, then you're saying he plays on Wednesday again. It's like, it's a bit too much. Um, so I, I personally would just bring him on second half against Leicester if we need him. Mm. But yeah, I know he's got records to break. He's got records to break, and he's going to be begging Klopp to play. So um, going to be really, really interesting. Is there anything else you guys need to um, touch upon? Are there any agendas that you guys need to push? Anyone you need to call out? We need to say congratulations to Anik 
Um, yeah, congratulations, Anik. A, a yeah, life-changing moment Anik. for him. So, yeah, congratulations to Anik. He'll be back soon. Um, other than that, is there anything else? Hey, the Bantix boys were on your neck for you. Listen, the Bantix... Any more fishy tweets like that, yeah? Bro, bro, these are Bantix pussyholes, man. Cramp twins. And you know Marco? Marco, that that nerd. He He's like the sister of the Cramp twins. Out of nowhere, he'll just jump in with his annoying little voice with some nonsense. You see, me, me and Mike, we could argue till days longer. Me and Mike will get each other. But when there's, when there's the opportunity for both of us to get on someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what? I was, I was just chilling. I was working. I don't know where I hear my name mentioned. I was like, rah, what? And I'm like, what's going on here? And I got mentioned like three times on one pod. I'm like, rah, these men really want to go at me now. I was like, okay, okay. I'll be back soon. I'll be back Where's soon. Mike, though? Where is Mike? My Mike is too busy campaigning for something somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows what he's doing, but um, we'll get him on the pod soon. But yeah, lads, it's, it's been good. It's been good to um, have you back, Glam. Um, can't wait to speak to you again soon. Yes, bro. Thanks, man. No worries. Pleasure as usual. Um, we will be back, listeners, on Patreon um, Thursday evening at 10 o'clock. We will release a new podcast, which will be the post-match um, review of the Leicester game. And then we've got the weekend preview coming out on Friday. Then we've got post-match Burnley coming out on Sunday. So loads of content coming your way this week. Um, I've been your host, Fahi. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. And we'll be back next week. Thanks. Network.